welcome to Building Innovative Leaders podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're interested in developing your business and leadership while gaining a long-term competitive advantage in life and business, then welcome. You're in the right place. We're here to answer this question. How are entrepreneurs and high-performing leaders just like us who aren't looking for the easy way out or the tactic of the day and are willing to put in the work, who are using our own resources and capital, how do we build businesses and lead teams in a way that lets us strategically leverage innovation and scalable business foundations to remain agile, to get our innovative solutions out to the world, and yet still remain profitable and make an impact? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Kate Abelard. Let's get started. Hello, innovative entrepreneurs and innovative leaders. Thanks so much for joining me on the Building Innovative Leader podcast. Today, I'm very excited because we're talking about disrupt with internal innovation. Now, innovation, most people think of outward facing, like how are we going to improve clients, consumers, or customers experience, or how are we going to provide new value to them. But I want to reframe that today because disruption, let's talk about systemizing and optimizing your business to increase profits. Be ahead of your competitors by disrupting them from within your company. In this episode, we'll explore the idea of what this means, how disruption is a powerful tool that can be used to create new value and improve your business processes. In order to disrupt successfully, you need to identify where in your business processes there's opportunities for improvement. Find new strategies that allow you to innovate internally and disrupt the competition. This should include systems and processes that would disrupt industry standards with better results and would provide new value as well. So many entrepreneurs get caught up in the day-to-day of operations of their business that they don't take the time to analyze and improve their current systems. This is a huge mistake. And I, in the beginning, was guilty of this also. And I realized that when I started to focus, it made some big shifts in my business. So if you want to disrupt your industry, then it's important to systemize and optimize your process from the ground up. You can become more efficient by standardizing a few key tools, maybe some workflow management, some task delegation, some project tracking, some client success, etc. And the first step is knowing what the problem or problems that exist within your internal systems and processes. Once you know this, then it's time to start looking for those solutions. So like I mentioned, there was a time, <laughs> I really kind of cringe thinking about it, but where this is how I felt. I felt like I couldn't get enough done. I didn't have a granular enough overview of what's going on. I wasn't aware of all the expenses that we are occurring when we're implementing new systems or new strategies. And my team, when I'm looking at them, was being very reactionary. And I just thought to myself, me as a person, I'm not somebody who likes to live in chaos, organized productivity, yes, but chaos, no. And I just felt really drained. My team looked really burnt out. Um, there was more meetings than we needed to have because everyone was trying to get a handle on what was going on. And there was a point where I was like, this is not sustainable. I feel like I'm going to break. I know that my close team members, my top leadership team, who I was talking to all the time, and they had been with me since the beginning of the company, was feeling like they were pushing themselves too far also. So I just sat down and I said, I have to quiet the noise. I have to figure out what's going on here. And I looked at, okay, well, everyone is really a talent in their field. And they're both innovative leaders. Everyone is figuring out what leverage points we have in the business. I'm teaching them the same thing that I'm teaching you guys. We've perfected it over 20 years. And so everyone was there. But what was really missing for us? And I was like, it's the way that we're doing things. 
right? So I said, this is what has to change. I need to figure out a way to audit it. I need to say, and I need to empower my team to audit it. I need to make them excited, right? Get them to get that buy-in for the understanding and the big epiphany moment that I had, which is that we need to refine our systems and processes. This will make it much easier. We need to get some tech in here. We need to internally figure out what we're doing in the company. There was massive periods of growth. And so sometimes what happens, not my, like myself included, but sometimes we let the systems and the processes go because we're in a massive point of growth. And I think we had just hit a massive point of growth for like over two years and it was just too much. And it was just like, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. So what I thought is if you want to grow your business, then you need a systems-based approach to running it. By optimizing the systems in place, as well as adding new ones that we could do where they might be needed, it would be possible for me and other entrepreneurs of all sizes to generate more money and less time, and so importantly, less stress. So there are many different ways that you can go about improving your internal systems, but there are three strategic areas that can provide a 360 degree approach. They also exponentially give you leverage and increase your profits. So I'm going to share those three ways with you today that can systemize and optimize your business to increase profits. Okay, so this episode is going to be in two parts. Part one is optimizing the systems that you have in place. We're looking at the internal systems of the operation of the business and also the processes and systems that are client facing. That's part one, right? Because I said there's three main things there's that you want to look at. And then part two is where we're taking from outside of our business, outside of our organization, outside of our team, and we're taking input from outside. So I wanted to group them two different ways because sometimes you have people on your team or maybe you included as the entrepreneur. You may have different ways that someone processes information. So if you're passing this off to your team, which we're going to talk about later this week on the daily innovation briefings, to have them broken up into like, here's how we internally look at ourselves. And then here's how we externally look at other things that are happening in our industry and market, it might be helpful for you to do it that way. Okay, so the first one is look at your internal operations. Step one, the first step to disruption is looking at your internal systems and processes. Think about where can you find in areas of improvement? Disruption can apply to your entire company for greater success. You're looking at finding new ways to improve industry standards with the help of disruption technology. You're looking to reduce costs by disrupting inefficient business processes within your company. Okay, so start to look at what you have, audit what processes you have, what systems you have, new ways, how does industry standards affect your process and systems, right? And then look at how you're working within your company to reduce costs by taking out inefficiency. Step two is systemizing and optimizing your business is to understand what the problem is. Once you know that, it's time to figure out how to solve it. This can be a challenge for many entrepreneurs and me included when I first started out because they're so often busy with the day-to-day operations that they don't have time to do the analysis to see where the improvement should be made. It's really important And I don't want you to just jump into making changes without knowing why or what needs to be improved in the first place, because that is a disaster. What you really need to have time and what you really need to focus on is analyzing where are the drop-offs. So let's talk a little bit more about that. To identify where improvements need to be made in your internal systems and processes, you need to start with a clear understanding of what the problem is. What are the areas that you're experiencing bottlenecks in your business? And the easiest way to identify bottlenecks in your business is to look where you're experiencing delays and issues in your day-to-day operations. So some questions you may want to prompt yourself with is what systems and processes need optimization? What problems have come up that could have been solved by a process improvement? 
What is the state of the current specific areas within my company? What is working well? What is really adding value to our business? Now, our team, and I'm going to talk about it later this week, may not want to have the look on what's really adding value to our business. But that's a really, really important question that you're asking yourself, your department heads, your executive leadership is asking yourself, and even the managers on your teams. Because what is adding value has to be asked. Some of them may not know how to find the value, right? They might be like, well, this is just procedural and it just keeps the operations of our business going. What you need to help them do is, I'm going to talk about this, is it helps them to reframe what it is because otherwise they're not going to come to you. You have to say, if you think it's just procedural and it's not really adding value, I don't see it that way. I see it as this is how we're operating. This is how we're standing. And this is how we're able to continue to move forward. So if you don't see the value in it, please do not leave it off the list. We just need to talk about how we can leverage it better and how we can put your amazing expertise and focus it on that area so we can get what we need out of it. Right. Because otherwise, some people, especially if they come from other cultures, are going to be really reluctant to have those conversations where it's like, I really don't think this adds value to our organization, but it's a really big part of our process. That's how I think I still have a job. Right. So because even in other organizations where innovative leadership is not the focus, right, we're building the company and finding the leverage points and continuously growing and scaling, right? Those are two different things. Growing and scaling your business is not something that they've experienced before. They be they may be more reluctant to talk about what are the delays and issues, what's working well, and what doesn't add value in your operations. So it is really important that when you have these conversations that you always pre-frame them for anybody who maybe have some of those old beliefs or understandings from different organizations that they work with before. Okay, so understanding the problems and the bottlenecks in your business will allow you to identify what needs improvement. Okay, now here's what I want to say. This is more of a process here. I want you to identify if it's people, skills, process, the communication, or the system. It's really important to break it down into people, skills, process, communication, or system. All of these are a part of your process and your systems, even though process is in here as its own. All of these make up how something works as an ecosystem. So sometimes the bottleneck is the people and the roles that they're playing. Sometimes the bottleneck is, I don't have enough skills, but I require this person to do it. I should have set them up for success better, right? Some of them is um, process that when we're going between a team of three that are in this, maybe they're doing different processes or they're doing things that they don't realize to them as second nature, but to the other member of the team is not. So then there's gaps and then we're not able to duplicate the process and then we're not able to replicate the results. So that's why we keep hitting bottlenecks, right? It could be as simple as that. It can be the communication that there's not a clear enough brief, that there's not enough communication internally, that there's not enough cross-functionality on your teams, that there's not enough understanding of leverage points, that there's not enough understanding of growth and scaling strategy in your business so they don't know what to do with the skills that they have or the problem that they're encountering. Or maybe it's the system, maybe it's the overall system that they're working in and you're asking them again, maybe it's a different profit center and it's a different business model, but you're using a system from a different business model that doesn't work in the one that they're working on for your profit center. So it could be as easy as just changing up the system that they're working in. So this is how we understand what problems and bottlenecks in your business and allow you to identify what needs improvement. So again, it's people, skills, process, communication, and systems. So, and the really big key thing here for us as the entrepreneurs and the innovative leaders is know what you want. (laughs) Ideally, what do you want produced? 
add in any KPIs and milestones and anything else that you know would be helpful and them understanding what do you ultimately want this business to look like? What do you ultimately want to empower them to stand in as innovative leaders? What do you want them to take ownership of and what does that look like? What does that success metric look like? It doesn't always have to be the profit that's coming into the business. It can be like, well, we're running this many people through. We're improving this many people's lives. We have a charitable organization that we're giving to. We put this many computers in the schools or we're funding this many different programs for underprivileged schools that don't have access to what other top schools have, right? Those are some of the things that we do in our organization. And they're a big part of what drives us in our organization. So you just have to think about what do you ideally want produced, add in those KPIs and those milestones, and make sure when you're adding in those KP milestone, KPIs, milestones, that they're not just business related. Allow the human touch, right? Allow how they relate to being an innovative leader. A lot of that is personal. It drives their skills and their success and how they perform in the business. But make sure that you have some things that touch them on a personal level so they can really attach themselves to ideally how you want this to work as a process and a system because it absolutely helps with buy-in and it really ties them personally to the process and allows them to take full ownership of it. So that is a hot tip. (laughs) Okay, so... um a way to think about this when you want something ideally produced, figure out how it can be done in a better way. Think about technology, workflow improvement, skills improved. Maybe it's more people or maybe there's too many people in the kitchen and you got to take some people out so then you get less people, right? We want to support the improved process. So in order to support the improved process that you create, ideally what you want to do is create new workflows for doing. The key to remember is it's important to know why There are improvements needed for each area and where it can be improved. Focus on how overall this is going to affect your business by either creating new value or disrupting industry standards. And if it's disrupting an industry standard, which one would that be? And why this is key to remember is because when we are operating our business, what we have is we have people coming in, right? In our organization and team members, uh, consultants, we have some C-level execs coming in and they know what works in the industry. So you need to know as an innovative entrepreneur if that serves you anymore. Because maybe the way that your industry has done it in the past is not as effective as it could because maybe another industry is applying a different concept that you can then use and apply it to your business. Now, we're going to go into that in part two, which is the third thing. Remember, I told you I was giving you three things today that are going to help you disrupt the inner workings, the process and the systems in your business. So that way you come out with a long term competitive advantage. So I just want you to think here, although we're talking about what internal processes we can be looking at, also address if any of them are disrupting industry standards and identify which one those will be because this will help you so much (laughs) when we go into step three. Okay, so let's talk about step two here. What systems and processes are client facing? The first one was talking about internally, what are we focusing on for process and systems and how can we better adjust bottlenecks and how can we refine it? And now step two is what systems and processes are client facing? This is really important because I do understand that what is in your business is client facing. But I want you to approach it from a different view. Instead of figuring out how to internally remove your bottlenecks, I want you to think about how you externally can remove the bottlenecks of people who are experiencing your brand, your client success experience, your lead gen experience. I want you to think from that perspective. So that's what this number two is for. So the next step is to brainstorm ideas around what areas, process, or systems that are client facing that are creating bottlenecks for them. Your team may want to brainstorm ideas around what challenges 
what changes and what optimizations they can make to identify bottlenecks and then take steps to implement them in order to increase your profits. Now, so let's talk a little bit about that. What are some key things that we can give our team to talk on? What new opportunities can we have to improve systems that our clients have been telling us are rough patches, issues, deterrence, any of those keywords that you're going to hear in your client success center. The next one is don't think outside the box. Think of how you can work better inside of it. Now, this is really not what we always teach, right? But when we're talking about what you already have in place in your business, it is important to audit and really seriously look at the value, the challenges and the opportunities and what you existingly have and streamline what you have. Because sometimes... Sometimes it's not worth bringing in a completely outside system. Sometimes it's worth optimizing and systemizing what you currently have. But most of the time, here's what I'm going to tell you. Most of the time you need to systemize and optimize what you currently have and then add in some new components from a different system or a different process, customize it to your business, and then leverage that for exponential growth. Because that is how you really leverage for exponential systemizing, you're optimizing what you currently have, you're taking in key systems and area that you know that you're lacking, you're plugging in those components. And it's almost like when you add NAS to a car, (laughs) and you just open that up and you flip that switch and that baby just goes... (laughs) and it goes. That is what adding in components. Once you've already figured out where your bottlenecks are and your current system are, that is when you really add the NAS to your own vehicle. Okay, so for example, I want you to look at maybe lead the nurture cycle, the sales cycle, the onboarding, fulfillment, after purchase, what happens, and then client engagement. These are all key areas that determine the longevity the quality of the people coming in, and the satisfaction of them and their success with you. So the key to remember is you're streamlining your system and processes that are client-facing and filling the gap. This allows you to see where you need major components to come in and add that NOS to your vehicle so you can just take off. Now on to part two. (laughs) This is adding a new process and system where they may be needed. The third way you can systemize and optimize your business to increase profits is new disruptive industry innovations. Now, I'm just going to give you a little hint here. We talk about something called knowledge distillations and industry distillations. Everybody who we work with does both. They're very important. So industry distillations that you guys have been doing, this is that part where you're going to actually apply it. A little bit more guidance here, but inside of our Innovative Entrepreneur Legacy Program, we go in-depth on how to actually leverage this and all the points. But I want to talk about this with you guys on the Building Innovative Leader podcast because it's really important and every entrepreneur and their team can utilize what's happening outside of their industry. So you should be focused on what innovations are possible that would provide new value as well disrupt your industry standards. You're looking for providing better results and efficient processes. You want to focus on what innovations can be created that would give you a competitive advantage and the process improvement that yields better results. Long-term competitive advantage which happens when you do innovation correctly and process improvement. We're looking for how to make it efficient right? How can we streamline it? How can we systemize it? That's really important if we're looking outside of our industry. Those are key factors when other industries do something like that, that we should always be paying attention to. So 
You need disruption in order for the process improvement to create a competitive advantage because that is what was going to make your company and your business stand out from others who are trying to do the same thing as you are. This might include finding ways from where competitors or other businesses don't have an answer. They can't improve it. They just think it's an industry norm. That can come from looking outside of your industry and see what other industries are doing. You're going to want to find out more about your business and how it's different from others in the same industry as you so you can make sure that these will work well for your company. So basically what you're seeing is we've identified this gap. Our systems are optimized and streamlined and work this way, but we have things that we need for our business to come in because we have big gaps that we're filling or we have problems that we're hitting up our heads against and we're ready to make some process improvements and streamline. You're going to evaluate where a process can be improved. And really importantly, when we're talking about innovation for you guys, is is it worth investing the time, money, and resources into this new innovation that would provide a competitive advantage and more value for your customers? To assess if it's worth investing in a process innovation, the key indicators would be where are the inefficiencies, where are the redundancy, and where might the innovation fit in, or where is it possible to create a competitive advantage that, again, adds new value? Additionally, for any process, if it's worth evaluating, the advantages created from an innovation outweighs the cost of the time and resources needed to create this innovation. With every process, you need to evaluate how much investment, how much time, resources, and what is the ROI from producing the innovation. The key to remember here is really know where to look for disruptions that will bring more and more value and new ideas. I want you to focus on how it's going to affect your business by either creating new value and what disruption to the industry standards are you providing by looking outside of your industry. It doesn't always have to be profit focused. Sometimes it's just time or the amount of resources used. Maybe it's freeing up your team so they can work on more profit centers or vetting new opportunities for you. So remember, we're looking outside of our industry. If somebody has a new process or a new system that they're getting efficiencies out of, we can look and do an industry distillation on what that looks like. Then start looking about, okay, this is how that process works. This is how they are, you know, getting a lot of volume through that, but they're still staying efficient and their product quality is still coming out. Okay, so how can we use that type of pipeline or, um, and how can we use that in our business? Okay, so let's talk a little bit more. You guys know I always like to add in, what does it look like? How does it affect your business? When we're talking about these three ways, right, we're talking about internal systems and processes that we deal with internally for our team, how we process things, how we create things, how we organizationally operate. The second one here was talking about what um, systems and processes for clients or customers are consumer facing and how to minimize and systemize their experience with us. And the third one here is look outside of your industry and look in other industries and use those industry distillations because you want to find efficiencies, what reduces redundancies and start applying them in your business. So how does it affect you overall? Well, let's talk about you as the entrepreneur. First of all, freedom. <laughs> There's not haphazard planning. You have growth. You have freedom of time and mind now. Let's also talk about now, as the entrepreneur, you can strategically streamline the systems and processes, removing waste and increasing process. It allows for you to continue to build your foundations and see how to strategically move forward. It lays a solid foundation for the next profit center, the growth that you're planning, your scalability of your business, and really puts you into the visionary CEO role. Now, for your team, 
they're going to feel more valued. They're going to feel trusted with the process. It allows them to have more impact within the organization because you're refining on their leverage points. You're maximizing their inputs while also giving them time that is necessary to strategically innovate and move your business forward. They will have and they will not feel like they're being pulled in a million directions. They will have a logical plan to progress and move forward. They will have a system that they know instead of taking them four hours can take them two hours. And so therefore, they're not as frustrated and they're not as fatigued for working on a project for too long. These are all the amazing benefits of making sure that you disrupt the way that your business and your organization is running internally and create those innovations and those streamline of the process and the systems because it gives you such amazing leverage. Now, as an organization... What does this do for you when you streamline and optimize and disrupt your current patterns? Well, I'll tell you what, you're going to have some superstar teams and departments. You're going to have co-ownership of the process by the integrated teams, and it's going to really run like a well-oiled machine that is ready to grow and scale your business. An innovative and top-tier organization that is an example of the top service in the industry has a healthy and thriving strong foundations, growth and scalability opportunities abound. You run systematically is efficient and not in the cold robotic way, but in one that respects your team members, their contribution, and attracts you more top talent. You're also going to be raised about as a new industry standard within your clients because the preemptive methods, the quick resolution, and the implementation that you've been able to achieve by focusing on these three areas to disrupt internally in your business. So as we look as an organization, this is something that, like I said earlier, innovation is not always what we think about internally. So on the DIB episodes this week, we're going to talk about what does it look like internally for us to disrupt our systems and our processes and really streamline them, think innovatively about it, go outside, look at industry distillations and come back and apply them. We're going to be talking about that all week. So Monday, we're talking about how that affects you as the leader, as the CEO, and how you need to strategically develop this in your business. On Tuesday, we're talking about how you bring this to your leadership team and how they should plan, think about it, and then implement it with their team. Team. Wednesday, we're talking about those big organizational shifts that you're going to need to happen, how to get buy-in, how not to get resistance, and how this ultimately makes you better as an organization. Thursday, we're talking about thought leadership because thought leadership is really important when we're talking about systemizing processes um, and optimizing systems because what happens is you need buy-in. Like I said in the beginning of this episode a bit is sometimes it's hard for our team members to take a look and point out maybe what's not working, what's not bringing value, um, what is just uh, a time gobbler. (laughs) That's what we call it. Um, And so you need to give them the thought leadership so that way they, it's almost like a whole homing device, right? When we implement thought leadership, it gives them a homing device where they naturally just seek this stuff out. They focus on what they need to change and they bring it to the attention. It's activating that reticular activating system where now all of a sudden it's like, remember, if you get a new car, what you do is you start seeing that new car everywhere on the road. You're like, oh, there's another one in my car and there's another one. And you just naturally do it, right? So let's teach our team and implement their thought leadership in how it pertains to how we're developing processes and systems in our business because it helps them become the leader. It helps them become recognized. It helps them also get maximum input 
leverage their results. And it also helps us as the entrepreneur and us as the organization. So Thursday is really important to always tune into. And Friday is about the skills necessary to actually implement this. What is your team going to have to do? What skills do they need to have in place? And how can innovative leaders help your organization get this done? Well, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I appreciate all of the videos you guys are now sending in, the weekly plans that you guys are sending in. It is absolutely amazing. And I'm so glad that we're making an impact with you and your teams because this podcast is really for other entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. These are systems and processes that we've created over 20 years. um, And we just want to get them out there into the world and help you guys make the impact and get the results that we've seen with our entrepreneurs and within our own businesses using these exact trainings, systems and processes. Um, so if you have any question about today's main episode and once you've gone through the daily innovation briefings, make sure you subscribe to that because subscribers get a special link that is completely free. What it does is it gets you on with me or another strategist from our amazing team. And we go over what your daily innovation briefing plan is from the week. So daily innovation briefings is all those implementation plans, how you strategically need to come out with a plan at the end of the week. So if you have any questions like where is my gap? What roadblocks do you see me foresee me hitting? Um, where can I optimize my plan better? Or this is how I currently am structured as an organization and I need to find out like, can I take this on as a strategy? We will be more than happy because you're listening to this podcast to go over your strategic plan with you and your blueprint that you're creating throughout all week. So make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. Make sure that you're checking out the daily innovation briefing because that is where that link is. It's in the episode notes there and you can make sure to access that so you can apply it to your business. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, if you'd like to join us in our free Facebook group, come on over to the tribe of innovative entrepreneurs and join us for our weekly trainings. Have a great day.